Welcome to Friends and Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories. Novelists Mary Kay Andrews, Kristen Harmel, Christy Woodson Harvey, and Patty Callahan Henry are four longtime friends with more than 70 published books between them. Together, they host Friends and Fiction with author interviews and fascinating insider talk about publishing and writing to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Hi, everyone. Uh-oh. Hello. Hey. Hello. Okay. <laughs> no, I thought I was freezing. I was like, what's happening? Oh, yeah, my God. we can see you. All right. Yay. Well, it's Wednesday night, and it's time for Friends in Fiction. I'm Meg Walker, and I will be the conductor of tonight's holiday Hot Mess Express. All aboard. <laughs> and I'm uh, Santa's favorite elf. Or reindeer, Mary Kay Andrews. <laughs> I'm Kristen Harmel. I'm Christy Woodson Harvey. I am Patty Callahan Henry. And I'm Ron Block. And this is Friends in Fiction, four New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories to support indie bookstores, authors, and librarians. Tonight we are gathered for our holiday office party. It's our last episode of the year, and we've got loads of fun and games in store for you. So let's get started. Okay, so well, we have some announcements for you, but before the Fab Four takes that away, I'd like to draw your attention, and we're going to stand up to our very <laughs> ugly holiday sweaters. Ron, okay, show them off. Okay, there's Ron. There's Ron. You okay, to... you gotta turn. Okay. <laughs> okay, oh there's boy, Kathy, Mary Kay. This is the season oh. for tacos. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, Ron's. <laughs> oh my is... gosh, Kristen. Pink. Oh my god, cats. In space on pizza. On I mean, pizza. I, you guys just. I don't even I don't know, know what's happening. Nothing says <laughs> Christmas like that. Okay. I would just like you to take note of the plan. It comes with a, a matching sweater vest here. Oh. And lots of little applique situations. The presents, <laughs> I will have you note, are the same plaid as the itchy turtleneck. So. Welcome <laughs> to third grade. <laughs> Classy. Okay, Miss Harvey. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What is our homework? All I need is like those little dangly present earrings. That would really yes. Let's see it. Did we already okay, see yours, so Patty? I no. Nope. I am trying to pretend to be. Where's Waldo? With a snowman, with sunglasses, <laughs> with a pom pom, with a fuzzy thing, with a vintage pen. Nice. So. Oh, and flashing. Oh, yeah. Flashing thing. Fascinating. And yeah. Nice. speaking of headwear. I, I also have a pom-pom. I got pom -pom. This, this to go on. Oh, nice. You have a pom-pom. Look at that. You do have a pom-pom. <laughs> oh. so, Wait, I forgot to show my glass. My glass is um, a part of my oh, yeah. outfit. Oh, yeah. So this is my Frosty the Snowman yes. martini glass here. And at the bottom of the glass, he's melted. See I so love it. Sad. Look at that. I not to spill this I on have, my computer. That would be I terrible. have a fascinator. Um, but it really doesn't matter because I also have pigs and cats on pizza. So <laughs> exactly. You've got pigs and cats on pizza. You're good. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a long time. I know. I got dressed and Will was like, I actually think that's kind of cute. I was like, <laughs> somebody said, but that's pom pom. <laughs> 
Pigs on pizza. Who would have thought? Who would have thought pigs on pizza? All right. Anyway, so while the ladies are reading the announcements that are coming up, we ask you, the viewing audience, to cast your votes in the comments for the ugliest of the bunch. And guess what? We're going to try to tally those up, and maybe whoever's lucky enough to receive the most votes will get to be the one who gets to help Cousin Eddie empty the waste tank on his RV. Hilarious. And I, I, I wouldn't have worn the pigs on pizza if I knew that that was the prize. Come on. That's right. That's cute. In that case. Uh, Winner, winner, chicken my, dinner. My cheeks. Yes, right. <laughs> Pizza dinner. Oh, I got a vote. I've got a vote. Got a vote. Somebody <laughs> else thinks that animal sweater. Somebody else thinks the sweater that says "Tits the season" is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody agrees that pigs and cats on pizza is the ugliest. Is the ugliest. Oh yeah. Oh, somebody oh, Ron. Ron. Ron got a vote. Ron. Okay. Ron. Pretty Ron. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, you All are right. running away with we'll we'll yeah. All right, Kristen, yeah. take us away. All right. Well, I have a quick reminder that you can check out all the fun things going on in our Friends in Fiction community at friendsinfiction.com. There you will find links to our bookshop.org page where you can buy our books and those by our guests at a discount, to the Friends in Fiction official book club with Brenda and Lisa, and to our weekly email newsletter signup. You'll also find a link to our Friends in Fiction Writer's Block podcast, a new episode that drops every Friday. On last Friday's episode, Ron and I had the most incredible conversation with Sean Dietrich, a columnist, podcaster, stand-up storyteller, better known as Sean of the South. And we talked about his new novel, Kinfolk. It was a powerful conversation. Amazing. And coming this Friday, Kristen and I will be talking with number one New York Times bestseller, author, best-selling author of The Maid, Nita Prose, with her brand new one, Molly the Maid novel called The Mystery Guest. We had so much fun with her, and she is hilarious. She's almost like her Molly the Maid. So you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and find info and links at friendsandfiction.com. Over on the book club's Facebook page, the group is reading Christmas presents by our friend Lisa Unger. You can join them for that live online author discussion at their last book club meetup of the year this coming Monday, December 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern. And you've heard we are once again offering a subscription box in 2024, right? Our pals at Oxford Exchange have the subscription box up for ordering now. So be sure to subscribe. And for one convenience price, you'll get my 2024 book, Summers at the Saint, coming May 7th. And Christy's new one, A Happier Life, coming June 25th. Plus <laughs> fabulous free Friends and Fiction gift item that we'll be revealing soon. You'll also have the option of adding on the forthcoming 2024 paperback editions of Patty's The Secret Book of Flora Lee coming in April and Kristen's The Paris Daughter out in May. And, you know, these make great Christmas gifts. And what you should do is um, send the link to that um, to um, whoever is buying your gifts and say, look, just buy me this. And that's why I was showing it off. I'm very excited. Oh, you got the galley. Okay. Okay. Have you seen the cute new friends and fiction merchandise? Visit the books, the FNF bookstore on bonfire.com where you can buy the super cool nameless tees and sweatshirts that you've been buying up already, but there's more gifts to give. 
Um, now you can also find coffee mugs in two different fun designs, as well as an adorable Friends in Fiction canvas book bag that says, I heard about all these books on Friends in Fiction. I wish I had one to show you. It's very cool. Um, pretend, pretend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and then we also have some old faves like the wine sip bees, like a few of us have, and uh -huh. the reading journal. They're all still available through Oxford Exchange. And the reading journal is a good holiday gift, too. Oh, yes. it's a yeah. great holiday yeah. gift. A great I gift. gave it to my mom one year, last year or the year before. She loves it. That's awesome. I love that thing. It's so nice. It's so well made. And it's so pretty. Yeah. It's so yes. pretty. Uh, well, before we get on with tonight's show, we want to tell you about some changes afoot at Friends in Fiction. All right. Y'all ready? For the past <laughs> nearly four years now, since April it. of 2020, we have been producing a weekly web show every single Wednesday night. And soon after, we added the weekly podcast on Fridays. So... I'm in charge of finance, so I think that's why I get the, mar the math part. Okay, we have numbers. now put out 197 episodes of the Wednesday, Wednesday oh Night gosh. Web Show and more than 153 episodes of our podcast. So we've brought you more than 400 guests over 45 months together. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. 197 Wednesday nights together. That's yeah, they did not let me do math. So, so uh, <laughs> no, count, no counting for you. No, yeah, there would, I, I always signed on to this gigs because they said there would be no math. <laughs> we got our start. The world has opened up a lot more. As authors, we are all back to full-fledged book tours. All of us are at home less, and life is back to its same old hectic place. Pace. <laughs> but never oh. fear, we are not going anywhere. But we have decided to streamline things just a bit here at Friends and Fiction going into the new year. So with all that said, beginning in January of 2024, which I can't believe is what, three weeks away, <laughs> we will have one, one live Wednesday night web show each month with all four of us hosting together, all four of us live with the guest, one featured guest whose book we are particularly excited about for the month. And we will still have a podcast episode each Friday, but now we will also be recording the video of those podcast yeah. interviews, which we will release online on Wednesday evenings. So you can still come here every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. and hang out with us. Right. So if you're used to watching us on our Facebook page and YouTube, YouTube channel each week, we will still be posting fresh video content in both places every single Wednesday evening. Whew. And if you're used to listening to us on our podcast, you can still find fresh content there every single Friday, just like now. Not, that's not changing. We'll have a lot more to say soon about the guest lineup for 2024. It's but so for good. now, we can it's tell so you that our so January, good. I know it's amazing. Meg has put this all together. She oh. is, it's been incredible. But we can mm -hmm. tell you that our January featured author of the month is, drum roll please, Patty. So good drum rolls. It is Kristen Hanna. Ah! So as everyone knows, Kristen Hanna's new book is called The Women. And it is one there of the most is. anticipated books of 2024. I have already read it and it is blow your mind good. It comes out on January, on February 6th. And the four of us will host Kristen Hanna live 
here on Friends in Fiction on Wednesday, January 17th at 7 p.m. Do you like how I made you guys do all the announcements and I just sat here and... Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we noted it, but we didn't. You did all the scheduling, so you do yeah. get to sit back. This is the time each season where I start to feel like I'm losing my marbles and I feel like Claire Danes in Homeland with the bunker yes. with all the post-its <laughs> and the strings and puzzling it together. But um, so we're sure you'll have a few questions and Patty, Christy, Kristen, and MKA will be doing our very first podcast episode of the new year together as a group. And that whole show will be dedicated to discussing the new format and to giving you more of a sneak preview of all the author guests we have in store for the early part of 2024. So be sure to tune in on Wednesday, January 3rd at 7 p.m. Eastern to watch the video of this interview with the Fab Four on the Friends of Fiction Facebook page and the YouTube channel. And catch that same interview in audio-only format on Friday, January 5th on our podcast. We cannot wait to kick off the new year and our new format with you together. And as a reminder, we are still going to have a new episode that posts right here every Wednesday night and a new podcast every Friday. So if that's what you're used to, we, we will still be here. Don't worry. It's not as big of, it's not that big of a change. Okay. Yeah, so be too, sure to tune in the first week of January as we get it all rolling. Yeah. We really have a lot of fun stuff going on. So now without further get into tonight's festivities um we have a few surprise or not so surprised guests put waiting patiently <laughs> in the wings and we are going to bring them on one by one and do a fun segment with each of them so first out of the gate please help us welcome rachel mcmillan yay our friend hey, rachel. rachel oh Hi, hey, Rachel. Hey, it's so nice to be here hi rachel Great to oh, have we're you. so happy to have you Oh, so our friend, as you all know, Rachel McMillan lives in Toronto. She is a literary agent. She is an author of mysteries, historical fiction, and nonfiction. She is our friend. She is a musical theater aficionado who has seen Les Mis on three continents. She is an architecture, history, and travel buff. And most importantly for us right now at this time of year, and why we have her on tonight is she is a self-proclaimed Hallmark Christmas movie addict and the author of A Very Merry Holiday Movie Guide. Sean. Oh, Rachel's already on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel. You don't need to bring her on. She's here. Have you. She's here. All right. It's so nice to be here. I love all of you, and I love the friends and fiction community and... I'm really excited to be here tonight. So thanks for having me. Mutual, mutual, mutual. Yeah, we we adore you, Rachel. We're so glad you're here. So we know that you wrote The Definitive Guide to Christmas Movies, A Very Merry Holiday Movie Guide. So first, can you start off by telling us, was that book as fun to write as it is to read? (laughs) It was. And honestly, everybody, I hope you'll forgive me, but if given the reign to talk about Hallmark Christmas movies, I will go on forever. So I am going to consult some notes, but sometimes I like to give myself an honorary PhD in Hallmark Christmas movie knowledge because I love love them so much. Um, It was a brilliantly fun book to write specifically because 
in my other worlds and jobs, especially in my fiction, I'm often writing historical fiction that takes years and years of intensive research. So when it happened that I was able to do research on made for TV Christmas movies, it was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing to ever happen. So it was a <laughs> lot, a lot of fun That's because awesome. I think everyone in the group tonight and readers and viewers who have been following the paths of the authors who are engaged in this community know we put a lot of time and intensive research into our books. And so if there's a moment where we can kind of draw on a more joyful passionate experience that isn't perhaps uh, dragging us into the archives of World War II research. <laughs> um, it, it was a lot of fun because I, I, I unironically love these movies and I don't care who calls me out on this. I love them. And anything that makes you happy and gives you joy is legitimate. So yes. I apologize. I love well them. put. Well put. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Okay. So, Rachel, I have the big question here tonight. <laughs> yeah. What is your all-time favorite Christmas movie? Okay. Well, this is awesome because it's within <laughs> the title of my book. Oh. My all-time favorite Hallmark Christmas movie or made for TV Christmas movie is a very merry mix up starring the luminous Alicia Witt, who has written her own book called Small Changes, which walks people through little tweaks they can do in their diet and lifestyle Ooh. to live healthily. So I riffed on the title of a very merry mix up. Um, Alicia Witt is a author and actress based in Nashville, Tennessee. And I called it a very merry holiday movie guide in honor of that film. Um, but I know that Hallmark and made for TV Christmas movies are kind of a subgenre. So if we're thinking about throughout all of movies for the holidays in history, I also love It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I love Klaus on Netflix because I think it's the perfect example of a story that finds a back door into a well-known history in this case Santa Claus and I also love the Muppets Christmas Carol <laughs> and, um, my graduate degree was in Victorian literature and I still maintain that Muppet Christmas Carol is the best adaptation of Christmas <laughs> oh, I love it That's that is really? awesome I love that. All right, Patty, what about you? What's your favorite? Oh, this Santa Claus. Oh, oh yeah. Meg? That's a good one. Um, mine is definitely Elf, for okay. sure. I think it's the perfect Christmas movie. It is He's funny, so it's heartwarming. The music is great. The cast is great. I just love it. Ron? Yeah. Um, it's not a full movie, but I, we love um, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, that's a good one, too. Kristen? The Night They Saved Christmas, which is a made-for-TV movie starring uh, Jacqueline Smith from the 1980s. Um, that is Christmas to me. Oh, I love that. MKA, what about you? White Christmas. Oh, I love that one. I was trying to guess what you were going to say, and I was like, she's going to say white. You knew it was going to be a super, super <laughs> oldie. 
I knew it was my way. I think I have to go with the Grinch, but like the original cartoon. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, all the adaptations are fun and great too, but the, just the old school cartoon yeah. is just my very Nothing favorite. That, that to me is Christmas. Like, but these, these are placeholders, everybody, because there are several authors whose books are just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. In this yes. group. Four brilliant Christmas productions. So to instantly become everyone's favorite Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, now Rachel, as a resident expert, tell us what the ingredients are of a classic Hallmark Christmas movie, and yeah. why are we all so drawn to them? I think to start. And we see this a lot right now in terms of if you go to the USA Today bestseller list or the New York Times, you're going to see that romance and romantic comedies are on the rise. And they are very much popular because they continually draw back to certain tropes, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, boyfriends, family, brother's best friend. All of the Hallmark Christmas movies and all of the Lifetime or whatever your channel of choice is for made-for-TV Christmas movies draw back to the tropes that have seen us through the romantic sphere since Jane Austen. We are not talking about things that are groundbreaking. We're talking about the seeds that have been sown from literary prowesses before us. So there is a reason we go back to them. And it's because we find the tropes familiar. But I would like to think that they're even more revolutionary now because they draw us back to recent times that now in our world seem almost nostalgic. They're times driven by love. And it doesn't just need to be romantic love. It can be love of community love of the past, love of traditions, love of family. You know that by the end of one of these films, everything is going to work out. And given the uncertainty that the entire world has gone through Mm -hmm. in the last several years and the entire world that inspired things like friends and fiction, we know that people need some kind of anchor and you know when you turn one of these films on you are going to end with people together and that's almost revolutionary in terms of storytelling that has now embraced how can we mix it up how can we make things dark you get from a to c with a bunch of glitter in the B part, <laughs> going to end up with a happy ending, yeah. but with the truth that are climbing all of the book talk charts. There's a formula, but it works. And That's it works awesome. because we I love that. the formula. Yeah. Amen. I love the formula. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. We're done here tonight, folks. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. She's done. She said it all. Oh my god! All right. Well, I have a real question now, though. So. <laughs>
if you were going to add to the book and do a little bit of a sequel, are there anything um, that you've seen since the book was published that you think is a real standout? But also, are there any clunkers? <laughs> so first off, let me preface that I'm actually in my old age, um, a little bit post-COVID. If you had asked Rachel before some clunkers, I'd be able to like mock and be like, oh yeah, this is terrible. I'm now in a moment where I feel that whatever reaches you as a consumer, a reader, a viewer that makes you happy is legitimate. Yeah. I'm okay. also of the opinion that we're now in a moment where so many people in the writing community are finding their works adapted for made for TV movies and consumption. And I don't actually feel led to put anyone down. So I would preface this by saying, if you watch one of these made for TV films and you find it unintentionally funny, that's not a bad thing. Ah, they yeah. are okay. what they are. Yeah. But I don't want to bring anything down. What I will say is this, even since this book published in October, 2020, what a beautiful, stupid lockdown month that was. Um, <laughs> I have noticed that many of these networks have been more inclusive and more intentional in drawing stories that represent everybody and not just a holiday season focused on Christmas. That's my tradition. But I also live in Toronto, which is the most multicultural city in the world. Right. So I'm very excited that we're now seeing stories that feature same-sex couples. We're seeing interracial marriages. We're seeing films, and I want to shout out to this one, like Round and Round, which just premiered on Hallmark, which is a Hanukkah set. Oh, nice. nice. It is actually a retelling of Groundhog Day. Oh. Is being lauded the world over. Over COVID, while everything was shut down, including theater, of which, as was mentioned in my bio, is a passion of mine, Hallmark commissioned many out-of-work theater actors. Um, and so if you look up something like One Royal Holiday, you're seeing Aaron Tveit, who was on hold from Moulin Rouge on Broadway and makes wow. a fantastic Hallmark actor, or Jeremy Jordan, who starred in Hanukkah on Rye about warring delis in New York at Hanukkah time. And I <laughs> That Broadway actors, Genius. because they're used to developing chemistry very quickly, are oh, yeah. for these stories. So if you will have maybe shied away from including these films in your traditions, take a look because they're really trying to ensure, as I believe, that every last person on earth no matter your race, creed, or religion, deserves a happy ending. And the more that we can find these happy endings in stories like this is amazing to me. 
So oh, I love them. I can't said. get enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go seek out some new ones. Rachel, oh. this has been so much fun. I love Thank you guys. We hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas and, and that get to watch a whole bunch of Hallmark Thanks, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. Merry Christmas. Bye, Bye. Rachel. All right. Time for (laughs) guest number two, you guys. Um, So we're super excited to bring on one of our community's most favorite authors and most favorite humans, Wade Rouse, also known as Viola Shipman. Now, Wade Rouse is the, yeah, we're so excited to have Wade. So Wade is the USA Today, a Publishers Weekly and internationally bestselling author of four memoirs and nine novels. And his books have been translated into 21 languages. He chose his grandmother's name, Viola Shipman, as a pen name to honor the working poor Ozarks woman whose heirlooms and family stories inspire his fiction. This year, he brought us two Viola Shipman books, Famous in a Small Town, and this holiday season's The Wishing Bridge. Sean, can you please bring Wade on? Ho, ho, ho! Who are you calling a ho, Wade? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Always with the ho. <laughs> I just have to say, my Christmas has already been made because I got to meet Christy and Kristen in person this year for the first time. I feel like my holidays have been made and I'm going to meet Kathy in March at the Southwest Florida Readers Festival. So Patty, your left and Meg, your left. (laughs) that's awesome and Wade I was going to say we should add to your bio notably not only did we get to meet each other but we got to meet each other on the same on the the night of my life that I got to meet Lauren Graham (laughs) it was was Christy and Lauren and she was just it was just she was in another land (laughs) I love her so much and I was like do you put, she's at my table. This is a terrible idea. You need to, <laughs> I'm just going to be like all over her all night. It's great. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Well, the show. enough of this club <laughs> fest. <laughs> Wade, like you, like me, you had a holiday book out this year. Tell us about the wishing bridge. Yeah. You know, all of my books are inspired by deeply personal memories. And this was inspired by Christmases with my grandma Shipman in the Ozarks. You know, I I spent my holidays with her baking and um, wrapping. And even though my grandma was working poor, she bought so many Christmas presents that you had to shovel your way kind of through her little <laughs> living room to the, to the fireplace and her kitchen. And I never felt safer than when I was with my grandmother, you know, baking cookies and drinking eggnog and watching Charlie Brown Christmas while I was nestled in her lap. And um, I knew that my grandmother, um, despite loving me like that, was also preparing me to leave my little town in which I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what inspired The Wishing Bridge. You know, it's about a woman in her 50s that grow, grows up in a tiny little Christmas town, a real one at that, called Frankenmuth, Michigan. Um, And her father wants to start a Christmas store, and he does out of his parents' basement, and his dream is just to leave it to his daughter. But she has bigger dreams, and she forges her way out of that little town and becomes a mergers and acquisitions executive in Detroit, Michigan, 
and sort of kind of loses her way, becomes very addicted to what we all love in this world, which is money and prestige and benefits and IRA and healthcare. <laughs> and here she's going to lose her job um, come the new year if she doesn't pick up the pace. So she comes up with a desperate idea and tells her young boss that she can convince her parents now in their 70s to sell their business, which is now the world's largest independently owned Christmas store, um, to a company that leads and needs an image overhaul. And she goes home under a ruse um, to you know, convince them to do so. But when she gets there, she sees things in a very different light um, as an adult. And it's kind of how we all do. You know, We see our parents and our grandparents and our towns we're born and raised in in one way when we're young. Um, and then when we grow up and we see who our parents were and we recognize their sacrifices, we see the world, I think, in a very different way. And that's what this book is about, is really connecting readers back to those memories that we had um, and that I think that we've forgotten. And I loved what Rachel was saying. We need hope right now. We need safety and we need comfort. Um, and if this book can provide that to readers, then I feel like my job is done. And, you know, the, the town is adorable that I write about. It's real. It's the cutest Christmas town, I think, in the world. It really is home to the world's largest Christmas store. Gary and I blew our IRA in there the first time we went. Um, so it's <laughs> filled with all the things that I think a, a Christmas book is supposed to have. I think some oh, members of our awesome. community went. Didn't you just run a trip recently? We did. Yeah, we started. We did a thing called we're doing Viola Shipman Smitten with the Mitten Tours. And we're taking um, visitors and readers to the places that I write about all over Michigan. And yeah, there was a group of, from Friends in Fiction that came and kind of shopped at Bronner's and they went to all of the chicken restaurants and got to see everything. Yeah. And it was lovely. We're actually having one in Palm Springs in March to celebrate the Secret of Snow, which is set in Traverse City and in Palm Springs. Nice. Oh, fun. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, know. Um, came back to Cleveland and reported back. They had such a great time on that trip. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, Megan, I just missed you in Palm Springs, Wade. I True. know. And I'm I'm so sorry. It never rains in the desert. <laughs> it never <laughs> rains. Boy, did it rain on us. It was I'm insane. I'm so sorry. It the rained ceiling. in the bookstore. The roof was leaking in the bookstore. Oh, no. <laughs> Meg, when you come see me, it'll just be sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's not well, a good Wade that brings the sunshine. That's, That's right. Okay, Wade, you've been writing the Christmas books. You've been taking people to visit the Christmas towns. What is your all-time favorite Christmas book? Yeah. So hard. Um, yeah. I have a few. Um, I think one of the ones I loved the most that I discovered as an adult was the Christmas box by Richard Paul Evans. Um, oh, it yeah. just it became kind of a standard for me. Uh, I put it out, you know, near our trees every single year. That's one. I, I think I've said this before. I, I also love Holidays on Ice by David Sedaris. Um, yes. It's brilliant. And if you want kind of anti-Christmas Christmas <laughs> and a while, <laughs> I think it's perfect. And Polar Express is another one of my all-time favorites as well. Yeah. All good. Okay. Any that you've read more than once or that you kind of revisit every year? I'm going to do, um, I'm going back to my childhood and that's what inspired a lot of what inspired the wishing bridge, but I keep my little, um, peanuts Christmas book oh, um, and I put it out. I, I, I have all of, I, like I have my grandmother's manger scene that was passed along to me. Um, 
you know, I have a Charlie Brown tree um, that Gary got me that mm-hmm. I love and have on my desk. I put this out with my Charlie Brown ornaments and, you know, all the little figurines. It's just all of the things that connect me to being a kid again. And I, I think, you know, that's what Christmas is all about. If you lose that, you lose the spirit of it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Absolutely. That's awesome. I, yeah. Somebody you know, and all the bell still rings for me as it does for all who truly believe. Uh, Anytime someone says that, I think about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. You've mentioned some of the key elements to, to uh Christmas book, but if you could whittle it down, what do you think are the um the key elements that any Christmas book has needs? It's uh, a great question. You know, I, I love Rachel because I think Hallmark has um saved Christmas for so many writers. And it's also kind of wrecked it for so many writers because you know what you expect in a Hallmark movie is, you know, it starts with the, it starts with the woman in the city and, you know, she's going out to dinner with the guy in the suit and she gets the call from her hometown and you're like, that guy's gone, you know, say goodbye, sweetie. And she gets back home and runs into her old beau at the, at the tree farm and he's, you know, wearing flannel and got an ax on his shoulder. Um, it's hard because people want that and deserve that in a Christmas story. And I, that's, I think that's a big piece of it. You need relatable characters. Um, you need an incredible setting, I think, that gives people all of the vibes. But I, I truly believe that, with, especially with a Christmas story, and Kathy knows this, you have to be deeply and personally connected to it in some way. I think that it is a reflection it's not just, I don't think Christmas books are just books. I think they're a reflection of who we are um, as, as souls. And I think that you really have to connect with that to, to write a beautiful Christmas or holiday book. Mm. I love That's it. Beautiful. I love, it. I love that. Well, wait, this has been so great. And you know, I, I really liked your, uh, your new book, the wishing bridge. So I'm so happy we thank had a you. chance to talk yeah. about it here tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I love you Merry all. Christmas. Oh, yeah. you Merry, Merry, you. Merry Christmas to you and Gary. Best to Gary. <laughs> All right, you guys, it's time for our third and final guest. And I think some hints were dropped online today. So this is not a total surprise, but we could not be more pleased to welcome one of the original founding authors of Friends in Fiction, our friend and yours, Mary Alice Monroe. Yay! Mary Alice Monroe is the New York Times bestselling author of 27 books, including her latest instant bestseller, The Summer of Lost and Found. With, I was there when that title was conceived. Her books published worldwide. She's earned numerous accolades and awards. She is the author of A Low Country Christmas, and together with co-author Angela May, she penned the Islanders Middle Grade Trilogy, the final installment of which, Shipwrecked, is coming in June. Sean, can you bring our friend Mary Alice on? We're all dolled up now. It's so nice to be back and to see you all. You have a halo. Everybody making comments. They missed you. We missed you. Hi, Mary Alice. (laughs) And Mary Alice, I think. No, I was going to say, you say get lit, and then you're lit up here. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and afterwards, we can get lit the other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> Virtually, <laughs> I guess. You know, <laughs> I'm happy you're here. Thank you. I've been having such a hard time because I didn't want to join the chats, but I had so many things I wanted to say to all the wonderful comments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some really great comments. All right. You published the loveliest gift guide in your email newsletter recently. And I'm not just saying that because you mentioned Once Upon a Wardrobe and Mary Kay's Bright Lights, Big Christmas. So we thought it would be really fun for a million reasons. We thought it would be fun, but also fun to have you on for a quick chat about holiday gift giving. So what gift are you giving this year? And then we're going to go around the circle that you're most excited about. You know, it's, this, oh gosh, that's so hard. Um, I, I love getting the children's, grandchildren gifts because those are the most fun to give. Yeah. But the one I'm most excited about is the one I'm actually giving to my husband, Marcus. And mm-hmm. um, we're going, you know, we were honeymooned in Japan a long time ago. And we said we would go for our anniversary, but we never got there yet. So this year I booked everything and the two of You're us. You're doing it. That's awesome. I'm going to go to school afterwards because, you know, I've wanted to send myself to school for some time. But I think this is a good time for us to sort of revisit all the memories of oh, all the I love that. I love that. Oh, I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, I'm that gave me chill bumps. You've been talking about that for so long. And, you know, Patty, the thing about, you know, looking back is so many wishes that you've had and you've things you've wanted to do. Yeah. And you get so busy and you never yeah. seem to have the time to do them. So all of a sudden you realize, uh, oh, I better get things done and enjoy them now. Yeah, that's so true. That's, it's time for us to do this trip. So I'm excited. Good for you. And, our honeymoon, and now we're going to go on a second honeymoon. Oh, I love oh, it. Awesome. Oh, your life has been a second honeymoon with Marcus. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay, Meg, what are you excited about giving everyone? So uh, we're going a little light on the actual gifts this year. And because we're taking a big ski trip, um, January 3rd to the 10th, we're going to Big Sky, Montana. So the awesome. our family of four and another family that we're really close with, whose kids are the exact same ages as mine, kids, I say, as they're all in their 20s. But um, yeah, so that's the big, that's the big ticket item this year. And I, I can't wait. And how about you, Mary Kay? I, um, I think I'm giving um, a trip to... Um, my son and his his people. I can't say much more than that about it. That's, that's exciting. That's Christy, what are you excited about giving? That's the theme. And I'm not going to say much either because my mom's watching and my husband and son are downstairs, but it's trips for everyone. We're all yeah, I love, yeah. I love it. That's so funny. And how about yeah, you, Christy? Taking trips. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, Will's 12. It's hard, right? Like, he doesn't yeah. want anything. Yeah. I mean, trips are good. Trips are good. But I, I can't say much either because I know Jason and Noah are watching in the other room. But I will I will say that this year I sent a lot of people things related to candy, like Sugar Wish, like which you get to choose your own candy. Yeah. But I found these um things from I don't know how you say the name of that chocolate company in San Francisco. I think it's San Francisco. It's V-O-S-G-E-S. Does anyone know? 
how to say that? Vosges, Vosges, I think. Vosges? Okay. So Vosges has... Don't has ask me you, of all the people. Right? Hey, Patty, how do you say it? No. Vosegis. Um, <laughs> exactly. Vosgis. They, they have um, this two and a half pound dark chocolate bar with 14 carat gold flakes that I'm like, it's just like so bonkers that I'm like, that has to be the thing I sent. So I did send that to a handful of people and I can't wait to hear how it is. Wow. Oh Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. As soon as you said that, I remembered something I'm really excited about, but it's not my turn anymore. So I'm going to skip it. No, go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear. Okay. So for my like team at gallery, so my book, A Happier Life, the grandmother is like a really amazing hostess. And so I had them linen cocktail napkins made that have like her favorite hostessing tips on them. Like champagne is a hostess's best friend and presentation is everything. And it's, and they turned out so much prettier, like in real life than I thought they were going to be. And so when I got them, I was like, Oh my gosh, these are so cute. Oh, I love that. That's a a good idea. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Ron? Are you excited about giving? I am. I um, My oldest granddaughter, I wish Rachel was still here because we could share this, but um, she's become enamored with musical theater. So I have this whole package of things I've put together and um, it, it's, it includes a lot. It includes a little bit of a trip too. So, Oh, I love it. That's I know she's not watching, so it's okay. That's exciting. <laughs> okay. Did everybody go? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Patty. Patty. Um, You know, we have such a big year coming up. Our son is getting married and my husband and I both hit a milestone birthday. So our present all to each other is that we are going on a trip together. I don't want to say a lot because some of it's a surprise, Mm. but that seems to be the theme. So I'm trying to figure out a really cute way to wrap that. And I think a really cute way to do that is, um, uh, in a shadow box. I think that's a good oh, idea. Oh, that's, that's a cute idea. idea. Like I like print that. pictures yeah. of it or whatever. Yeah, I know Mary Alice like putting, <laughs> and then because then you can use that frame for something else. But yeah, that's it's better than that. Awesome. Yeah, just an envelope, you know, like a yeah. shadow box. You can just grab them at Target or whatever and yeah, fill it out true. with like the ticket and a picture of some Great kind of exciting yeah. help. That's Having nice. I'm doing that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cute. Do we have time? Can I tell you quickly, my Chris, we talked about the Polar Express. Yeah. I have a great story about that. Can I tell it real quick? Yeah. 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 I was a young mother and we lived in Washington, D.C. and had very little money. Marcus was at the NIH and I'd walk down Connecticut Avenue. There was an independent bookstore there and I'd always sneak in or peek in the window. And one day it was near Christmas time. There was a young man with big glasses and he was reading to a group of couldn't be more than six or seven kids. So I went in and I listened and it was a young man reading the story that he had written and was just published about a train. Oh, it was Christopher <laughs> Mouseberg. And I, oh. I just, you know, it was, he, he was nobody and I'm listening and he gets to that line that Kristen just said about the hearing. If you hear the bell and I'm crying, <laughs> I am loving this book oh, that he's reading that. out loud. I bought five copies, which for me was world back then. And I gave them to my, I'm one of five sisters, and I gave one to each one. And of the five of us, I'm the only one that still has an autographed first edition. Oh, my God. This young man who became 
you know, that's awesome. Amazing. It was was a great story. It is a great story. It's just the power of connection that you get from, well, from a show like this, but also from going to author events, you you really do have a deeper connection to a book through that. That is true. I agree. Okay, Mary Alice, what was your favorite gift you ever received? You know, I always want to think about the one, the big ones, right? But in fact, the only gift that really made me cry when I got it, and you probably all got it too, is they sent it from the school and you unwrapped it, you know, the husband or whatever saves it. And it was my, it was the kindergarten or first grade handprint. Oh, and I just wept. It was Claire, oh. my elder. So, you know, you get inured as the years go by. But <laughs> that first time, that was, that's sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. How about everybody else? What, what everybody else's? What was your, Patty, what was your favorite gift you ever got? Um, It was last year or the year before when Pat tracked down and convinced the shipwreck guy to sell him one of the coins. Oh, and, uh, they, and got nice. it. We made it into a necklace. That yeah. was so meaningful. That's one of <laughs> hard, my. Favorites. That's hard to top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. One of the coins <laughs> from the from my novel. Yeah, that was. That's hey, awesome. Hey Meg, how about you? I think my very favorite gift was the year I got my first like 10 speed bicycle. Cause I really didn't think it would happen. I really wanted it so bad. And there it was under the tree. And I was like, no way. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of money and it was exactly the color yeah. I wanted and everything. And it's yeah, just that awesome. kid feeling. It's hard to. Yeah. Plus a bike, for Christmas. a bike yeah. for Christmas is, you know, it's like a puppy. It's, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Kristen, what about you? Uh, so 12 years ago tomorrow, um, Jason and I went on our first date. So um, so it was during the Christmas season. And instead of flowers, he brought a little miniature Christmas tree, um, which I still, I still remember. It's like it huge. had like little ornaments on and like, I don't know. It was just such a sweet, so nice sweet. little gesture. Yeah, That's it was just awesome. something so cute. different. And that was the beginning of everything. That is going 12, 12 years ago tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> Christy, what'd you get? Um, I, so I'm going to go with a kid one too, like Meg. I remember just pining for Samantha, the American girl doll, like <laughs> for months and months and months. And like every time that catalog would come in being like, if I could just have Samantha, my life would be complete. Like just, you know, having that catalog in bed and then waking up Christmas morning. And I still remember that Christmas Eve, but just laying in bed, like, oh my gosh, like, do I, do I think that Santa's going to bring Samantha, you know, like just, I remember it so well. So anyway, that was pretty exciting. And the punchline could be, and he didn't. And he didn't. didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So I've asked Will to give me Samantha this year. So, so now Will gets to be. (laughs) (laughs) Ron, how about you? Well, I'm going to go back to my Oliver Twist childhood that I talk about. I probably told the story before, but when we were young, all the cousins got together on Christmas Eve and my parents weren't really able to um, partake in the cousins gift exchange or whatever. And so and we were fine with that. But one year up in the corner of the room was this giant wooden toboggan and it was to me and my siblings. And they said it was from Santa Claus. Of course, we found out later it was my aunts and uncles that got together and bought us a big toboggan. So that's always meant the most to me. Oh, oh, that's so that. sweet. Did everybody yeah. go? Kathy. Oh, sorry. oh, Kathy, sorry. Kathy. <laughs> yeah, so when I was young, you know, I was the second oldest of five kids and there wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. And one year we all got bikes. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't know 
And that was a miracle to all of us. We didn't know my parents had somehow gotten reconditioned bikes. Um, and I remember riding it and bragging to a kid in my aunt's neighborhood. And that kid looked at me and said, that's my old bike. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> what a jerk. Popped him one in the nose. Yeah, I know. You should have run him over. Run over his foot with your new with your bike. Your new bike. That's right. Don't work yourself into remember it. Exactly. I know. So, Mary Alice, are you gifting any books this year? You know, I am. I I do every year. I and I always my. I give one to the grandkids every year because, you know, I have to. And they's like, oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah. I just say it. I have one reader of my grandchildren, one big reader, and he's always excited. But the, I always find one book. And this year, I think I, when I was on Friends in Fiction, I think I talked about um, Carl Safino, who's the environmental writer. And he has the most beautiful, eloquent writing style about connection with nature. And I'm just going to say um, he wrote... Uh, my life with Alfie or Alfie and me. That's it. Alfie and me. Okay. It's about him and his screech owl during the pandemic. Wow. And it really is about connection with nature. Uh -huh. And um, everyone gets a low country Christmas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, great. Good. As well they should. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Patty, how about you? Are you giving anyone gifts this? Are you giving, uh, um, giving, anyone gifts? Give a, giving anyone books? <laughs> no. But there's a couple. Well, we do a Christmas Eve thing where in, in our family, where I assign everybody who's going to be together Christmas Eve, and you have to pick out a book for the person you're assigned, like a oh, like secret that. Santa. Oh, um, and it awesome. has something you think they'd love or something you've loved that you want them to read. Oh, that's beautiful. And so what a great tradition. That's excellent. If they're doing it, and we're with Thomas's fiance is with us for Christmas this year. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. What if I pick out a bad book? You know? Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So oh. I think that's, I think that's, that's a, lovely. That's yeah. I, I like Christmas that a lot. Thing. Yeah. Oh, that's that. great. How about you, Meg? Are you gifting any books this year? Yes. In fact, I just got two books to give. One was inspired by this show because Tessa Bailey, who my daughter um, devours everything she writes, said that the book that inspired her to write rom-coms as a book called The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. So that's going in Grace's stocking. Um, oh, nice. She's in the middle of finals, so I'm fairly confident she's not watching this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I got, uh, Christy, I know you're reading it now, um, Rick Rubin's book on creativity for my husband. Oh, my gosh. It's oh, my favorite book of the year. It's good. Good. so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love so it. Good. So how about, good. How about you, Mary Kay? You know, I just finished copy edits and I have been in, in such a panic. The only thing I can tell you I know I'm giving is um, all of the grandkids' teachers are getting copies of Bright Lights Big Christmas. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> a treasure. That's a treasure. How about, how about you, Ron? So um, I, I, I make everybody give me a list of what they're going to, what they want. So the kids, the grandkids, and it's always, and I think I learned it somewhere here from somebody, something they want, something they need and something to read. That way they get oh. something that I know they're going to oh, read. I love that. Yeah. Nice. More than that, I, um, Patty brought on a guest to the podcast that just like warmed my heart so much. Margaret Rankle. I had I had to buy copies. So anybody I know who has just a thought about nature in their backyard and and preservation and conservation is getting a copy of that. So it's it's just yeah, going to be a great so gift that they can enjoy yeah. all year. 
Yeah. That's great. And Christy? Um, well, Little Will's getting a lot of books. Um, a lot of like kind of classic things. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what, it, like what I got him, but I know like of Mice and Men was one of them. And oh my God, I love that book. I got him. He loves Hemingway's like essays on hunting and fishing and stuff like that. So I got him a book of Hemingway essays. I don't know. He, he got a lot of books. Um, he always does. He's not a huge reader, but I'm just bound and determined. Um, <laughs> like, hard, isn't it hard? Keep yeah, saying it, it will be you, so. it's, you know, and it's hard too, because there's that line, right? Of like, yeah. just because it's my thing doesn't mean it has to be your thing, you know? Um, but I do think it's so important. And I also think sometimes the harder you push things like that, the more it's like, okay, well, I don't want to do it. So I just sort of, I'm, I'm casual, casual, casual. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm here <laughs> I love it. Okay, every year that we kind of, um, we all seem to have some variation on this discussion. Physical things versus experiences. Is anybody going with an experience as a gift this year instead of a thing? Or, or if you've done it in the past, I'd love to hear about it. But let's start with you, Mary Alice. I think well, your I think gift. A lot of us, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the theme for the night. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think that's what we're yeah. all doing. Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the more I realize the experiences are and when your kids get older, they're yeah. the best. So bravo yeah. to everyone who's going on a trip with family this year. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. good memories. Well, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's start with you, Christy. What are you, what are you doing? What is, what's your Well, so this is not specifically it? for Christmas, but it's like kind of related because this is like, I guess, the second Christmas that we won't be having with like our whole family. So we're reinstating. We used to go to... Um, South Carolina together every year, like all 24 of us and get a big, huge house. My grandparents did it for us every year. And, um, since my grandmother passed away, we haven't done it. And so this year we are reinstating, uh, the family beach trip. So it's not, so it's kind of like, you know, sort of for Christmas, like the parent, like all of our parents got us that. So we're oh, all awesome. together. That's awesome. awesome. That's that's that. really there nice. are y'all, there are going to be so many babies, oh. like Baby, babies. Oh, I'm jealous. Okay, Christy, I guess this year I am having a spirit. They're all coming to my house. Oh, <laughs> yay. So Greta, my daughter Greta lives on Sullivan's, which is just around the bridge. And Claire now has a house here on Isle of Palms. So it's because they're all descending this year. Oh, that's, that's nice. So it's kind of your Christmas on South Carolina. But Wait, I- is your son coming too? Oh yeah, everybody's coming. Oh my kids. gosh, Mary Alice. All the dogs. All the dogs. Oh my gosh. You have to post tons of pictures. Yeah. I will. And I'm cooking. That's all I know is I'm cooking. So nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, how about you, Meg? Experiences well, we're, taking, or we're taking the big ski trip and I can't wait. But um yeah, in the past, like when when our kids were little, we one year took everybody to the uh, Radio City Christmas Spectacular, which is just the best. It's the best. I still have not best. seen that. Oh, oh no. I highly nice. encourage everyone. I know. It's it re- it's the perfect word for it because it's truly spectacular. It's everything. It's every part of every Christmas story. They work it in there somehow. There's at, yeah. there's live animals. There's ice skating. There's rockets. There's that's awesome. Uh, LA, the bus, New York City. I was just in New York last weekend and I still couldn't. There was just no wiggle no room. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kristen, things or experiences? 
Uh, oh, you know, this isn't actually for Christmas, but Noah has never seen snow before. So we're talking about trying to take him somewhere, um, oh, hopefully in like late December or early January to actually see snow for the first time. Like I've gone so far as to buy the snow pants and the snow jacket. So like we're going because it's oh, like, I love it. stuff. Right. <laughs> That's you so should. Crazy. I hear Frankenmuth, Michigan, is fabulous. This exactly. Time. There, there right. is. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not Cleveland. There's no snow coming here this year. So <laughs> you're warding it off. <laughs> it is gone. It is gone. Okay, Kathy, you're up. One year, um, we decided we would take our kids. They were younger to New York to the city for Christmas, uh, and we couldn't manage it before Christmas. So each present they opened had a clue. And like they would open a box and it would have mittens and it said, where you're going, it might be snowing. <laughs> and then they would have to go into some other part. It was like a, um, it was like a um, scavenger hunt. They had to go all over the house. Um, we gave them like little um, snow globes that had the Empire State Building in it. And then right after Christmas, we went to New York and we, um, they went skating at Rockefeller uh, Plaza. Awesome. Wow, what a great we, idea. Oh, yeah, so we did the, yeah, really we did the um we did the um Staten Island, not the Staten Island ferry, the uh the ferry that goes around um uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, line. we did the circle yeah. line. Yeah. Um, we took them to FAO Schwartz and oh. they got to do this was when they had uh, right after Big, they still had the piano keys. The life-size oh, cool. piano. Yeah. 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 We went to see we went to see a play, a Broadway play. Um, you know, we, tr we try to sort of do all the iconic New York, wow. thing, New York things. Awesome. And they, and they really never forgot it. It was so yeah, much fun. Awesome. Well, we did a carriage ride around Central Park. We went to the Central Park Zoo and uh, discovered that um, peng penguins, while adorable, stink. We <laughs> 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 did it all. Yeah, I was just like, That's we're going to awesome. cram as much as we can into, into this, like, I don't know, three, three day trip. And it was a lot of fun and they never mm. forgot. I'm putting that one on my, on my. List. Yeah. Yeah. And think about it. They remember that way more than half the presents they got. Oh, oh yeah. Right. For, right. Sure. Right. for sure. I say it's the gift that keeps on giving. They, they yeah. remember that. It's forever. True. So, yeah. so real quickly, we are, in, we're going to have Christmas early. We haven't um, been able to do this. So we rented a house in the Finger Lakes. There's a town called oh, Skinny yeah. Atlas. So all of next weekend, everybody's going to spend the weekend. And we, um, Skinny Atlas is known as the, I think, the premier place that turns it into a Dickens Christmas. So everybody's oh. dressed in character. and That's awesome. Now you have to tell me all about it. I'm dying. I will. I will. I will. Awesome. I've, I've heard about it for years, but I've not been to it. And okay. this year we're all going. Cool. I went to the one in Rochester, England, and and where he actually lived. And I swear, you all the people in the town dress up in character. There's a lot of Miss Avishams, and I you <laughs> really, really should do that next. But I'm I oh, want to hear that's awesome. That. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I, I think would that love was probably to do better. that. I want to go to London over the holidays so bad. Yeah, I bet it's to beautiful. See it all. I know you did, Mary Alice, which is so cool. You it did was it right. I, two yeah. years ago, you did it. Two years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Everybody's gone, right? Don't want to skip yeah. anybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Mary Alice, that was so much fun to have you back in the FNF on the stage here with us tonight. But um, it's always so great to have you here. And we know our community always loves seeing you. Yes. So thank you for being here and Merry Christmas. 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 Merry
I love you. I hope you survive the family (laughs) gathering. Yes. (laughs) Send up a flare when it's over so we know you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, hello to the FNF community. Um, Merry Christmas to you, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Mary Alice. Good night. All right. Well, so we are running long and we know that we're keeping folks uh, a little long tonight and we talked about cutting this next segment but we're not going to we're not going to you guys <laughs> we're not we're going to we're not paying there. all right we're, we're here all night yeah yeah so there's no after show so we'll just roll this all into one big thing but we did promise there prizes we so we have to have a lightning well, that's round right. oh yeah right so we're going to okay. close out the night with a lightning round but bam i wish there was sound effects <laughs> How do you make them? All right, I can. I can. Look at her. That was so good. Cellophane. That's what they use. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay, so fully works. Honestly, fully works. There you go. So we highly encourage everybody in the audience to participate in this. So by all means, answer the questions in the lightning round in the comments. We'll choose some winners completely at random amongst the commenters to win fabulous prizes. And with thanks to our generous hosts and our guests, we have six prizes up for grabs. Mary Kay Andrews, Bright Lights, Big Christmas, plus a puzzle. Christy Woodson Harvey's Christmas in Peachtree Bluff. Patty Callahan Henry's The Perfect Love Song. The Wishing Bridge by Viola Shipman. A Very Merry Holiday Movie Guide by Rachel McMillan. And A Low Country Christmas by Mary Alice Monroe. All right, so we have three quick questions and everyone's going to go around. Um, so the all first right. one is, let's all talk about our favorite friends and fiction moments from this past year. Mary Kay. Okay, well, it didn't happen on screen, but I'll never forget having all of the friends and fiction um, universe vote me onto WCBS's Mary Calvey's um, book club pick. That was truly, I mean, you guys awesome. showed, showed out and showed up and I'll never forget that. That's, oh, that's true. Awesome. Kristen. For me. So, you know, we did um, six friends and fiction live events this year, which was awesome. It was so great to go on the road with you guys that many times and hang out and see so many members of the community. Yeah. But um, the one that meant the most to me was the very first one of those. It was eight days after I finished radiation. I wasn't sure I could do it. Um, I, it looking back, I can't believe I did do it eight days after radiation. I was we still so being like, Kristen, and, you can't don't do this. This is crazy. But, but I had promised and I didn't want to let anybody down. And I was so glad because like it just brought me back to life to like see all of your beautiful faces and to get to hug each and every one of you. And then just to get to see so many members of our community too. So um, that, that was probably the favorite memory for me. Christy. Okay. So, I mean, I hate to like choose, you know, my own launch, but I, I think it was so fun when we played friends and fiction family feud and I just happened to like somehow look back in the group and some of the things were like popping up and so many people went on and like voted for the categories beforehand and like put in their answers. And which of course we hadn't seen that before the show because like the audience was picking the answers. So um, anyway, that was just really fun to go back. And I was like, wow, like everybody really like embraced that and did it. And it was really fun. It was fun. (laughs) 
Um, for me, I think it was, I mean, I, there's so many, they're like rattling through my brain and so many shows where I would just would get choked up or, you know, learn something so amazing. So it's not just the live events, it's the Wednesday night events, but if I have to pick what you're making me do, it would be that when we had my launch in mm -hmm. Charleston and I finally met so many people whose names I had seen yeah. Yes. And whose faces I had seen, but I had not met them in real life. And I walked into that bar restaurant in the hotel and everybody was just sitting around like laughing. And I just had this moment where I thought, this is why we did this. This yeah. is a whole group of people yeah. who are together because of a book. And they came to a city they don't live in to just be together. It wasn't just about me. It was about all of us. And I just had a moment at that moment and yeah. I was like wow this is a real community and it's amazing truly truly uh, well um, I think we're gonna have some duplicates but um the live <laughs> events were just amazing I think um like like Patty said I mean she's she she said it very well that um, just meeting these people and knowing that we were connected somehow is just like blew me away and that I got to be a part of it just I was just amazing um but and and there's so hard to pick episodes, but I have to say the one I was the most starstruck, starstruck with the two of them was James Comey and Susanna yeah. Hoffs. They were both, I was like almost speechless with the two of them. Wow. One, cause I thought I'd get arrested and the other one, because I just, <laughs> <gory. Um, laughs> they're just, and there's just so many highlights and just so many heartwarming conversations that I've had. With there have been. Yeah. And that, that you all, the fab four that you've brought to this, this thing that people I've gotten to meet that I probably wouldn't have been able to meet another way. I just like, I, I treasure them all. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how about you, Meg? If I pick a favorite episode of the Wednesday night show, um, I choose the Thanksgiving special because I think it was super fun. And I yeah. loved yeah. that all the guests were secret and that we kept that, that secret going right to the air date. And the guests were also phenomenal. Um, yeah. Podcast, my favorite, like Ron, for me, it was Susanna Hoffs because. Yeah. Um, it was just amazing to meet the lead singer of the Bangles, and <laughs> yeah. her book is truly really good. If anyone is looking for a super fun rom com, I highly recommend it. Um, yes. And Rebecca Mackay to me was another pinch pinch oh, me moment yeah. on the podcast yeah. because I her book, The Great Believers, is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, awesome. And I think she's I just admire her so much. She's so smart yeah. and such a good writer. And I'm just gonna give a special shout out to Bubba because. <laughs> I really think Bubba <laughs> has gone Bubba's, above yeah. and beyond yeah. over the yeah. top, showing uh, up and showing out like nobody yes. else. Um, yeah, I mean, basically following the Mary Andrews Bright Lights Big Christmas book tour, like she was on tour with the Grateful Dead, like like with the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Spammy and decorating Spammy and showing up at event after event and just the, the right. love and dedication and yeah fun pouring out of that woman is yeah. really remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Question number two. I hope you guys are all joining us in the comments because um, we're going to pick random commenters to win those prizes y'all. So um, definitely chime in with your answers. So everybody, a favorite read from this past year, let's talk about a book that you read for pleasure that maybe was not featured on the show. Patty. Okay, so what I'm reading right now, which is My Dreams of You by Nuala O'Fallon. 
And my nonfiction favorite book of the year is On Creativity by Rick Rubin. Those are my oh. two for the year that aren't on the show. But then again, there's so many from the show. But those I are my two that true. weren't on the show. Christy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I second on creativity. That was so good, but I'm going to pick another nonfiction. Um, mostly because I think all the fiction I read was for the show or like a blur. <laughs> for something that isn't out yet. Yeah. Um, but I loved, um, Mindy Kaling's nothing like I imagined. And it's like, it's a book of essays and it's just like, it's so funny and it's so her. And, um, it was just interesting. Cause she's also, I think like maybe not what you would imagine. Like through the essays, you find out that she's maybe not what you imagine. Like she's a little more like reserved and shyer in her like real life. Anyway, it was just, it was funny and it was great. And so if you need something just kind of like light and fun, that's maybe not holiday themed, that's a good one. Love it. Kristen. So I had the privilege of reading a book that not only is not out yet, but hasn't even been bought by a publisher yet. So like it has just gone out to publishers and it's by Alison Hammer, who we've had on the show before oh. and Stephen Kellogg, who was the guy who played oh, one of the roles yeah. in, um, in the forest of vanishing stars music. They wrote Remember? a book He's together. Like, they wrote a book together and it's wow. so good. It's called the set list. And wow. at least that's, that's the working title. Like I said, it hasn't actually even, it just went out to publishers. Such a but good title. It, yeah. But it's yeah. about, um, so Steven is like a longtime touring musician and mm -hmm. it is about a touring musician, like in his fifties, who feels like he's kind of like washed up and like at the tail end of his career. And this young um, person from like the TikTok generation who like, who it has like, uh, who's like hot on TikTok and she gets sent out on tour and they're paired together and like, they hate each other at the beginning. And then it's like, they become the family that they both need. Like it, it is. Oh, just, I love it. It has like a star is so vibes, but it's about friendship. It was, it's so good. I loved it. So I can't wait good. to see where it sells. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. MKA, what's your pick? Um, you know, I loved, um, I listened to the audiobook of Aster by Anderson Cooper, and he read it himself. And I found it fa a fascinating look at one of the, you know, uh, American dynasties. And, um, and then I can't remember if we had her on the show or if I just read it because I wanted to mother, mother, daughter, murder night. Yeah, we had, yeah, had her on the podcast. All right, I cheated, but I it's okay. I love that book. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think we had. I think Ron, didn't you and I have her on the podcast? I don't. Yeah. We did. She's one of my favorite podcasts of the year because of her story. Yeah. Of uh, why, how the story, how it all came together, and how she came to write it. Yeah. yeah. So and I and I lo I listened to that on audio too and really loved it. Hmm. That's awesome. All right, Ron. Okay, so I, God, there's so many books this year that I, it's hard yeah. to pick any. And so many of them are ones that you know I read so much for the podcast and for the show and stuff. But but one book that really stayed with me through the year is a book called The Bandit Queens, and it's a Ooh. phenomenal book about what modern life is like in India for women who are still oppressed. And it's woman whose husband has disappeared, and everybody assumes that uh, he that she killed him. And she is part of this group of women who, who give a little bit of money, like a loan shark, who gives them money to start their own businesses. But it, a real exploration of what it's like to be in India now and try to uh, have a modern relationship. It's phenomenal. It's great. And it'll stay with you. Oh, awesome. I love it. Well, hands down, my favorite book of the year was absolutely Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. I still um, read it. Oh, I highly recommend it. it it's I daunting love long, it. and I bought it so long ago, and it's it was sitting there and sitting there. And then my book club, we don't meet in November, so we had two months 
And I was like, well, this is the time. And December is my pick. It was, it's my meeting. I'm hosting next, well, the week after Christmas. And um, I was like, well, now's the time to read a 550-page book. But um, <laughs> it, it's just amazing. It's really, it's just amazing. And my favorite nonfiction of the year, for sure, is The Storyteller by Dave Grohl. Um, and I highly recommend it on audio because he reads it and he's the best. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Third question, third and final. Um, most anticipated book for 2024. So let's each name something we are personally super looking forward to reading that's coming out next year. Chris. Lisa Barr's The Goddess of Warsaw, which she is doing the cover reveal for today. So today. I saw beautiful it everywhere. Cover. It's beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. It is. Uh, Gorgeous. Christy, that was my answer too. So I'm also, so I'm sorry, that's, that's not what I write down. I know. I was like, oh, good. She's not mentioning it. I'll mention it. No. Um. So, The Goddess of Warsaw by Lisa Barr, and then I guess I will also say, um, you know, I've already read it, but I'm looking forward to other people getting a chance to read it. Alison Pataki's new book, which comes out in March, I, I really ah, enjoyed it. I, I think I look be forward to that too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Patty, I cannot wait to read Janet Sesklin Charles' new one. Um, and these are books I have not read yet that I'm truly looking forward to. Her new one, you know, she's the one who wrote The Paris Library, and she has a new one called Miss Morgan's Book Brigade. And it sounds so good. And then I have no idea what it's about, but I was obsessed with Chris Whitaker's last book, We Begin at the End. I am an outlaw. I just loved that book. That's not yeah. what it's called. That was the character. But he has a new one coming out called All the Colors of the Dark. MKA. Um, I just found out about our friend. Leon Dolan's got a book coming out this spring called The Marriage Sabbatical, and I can't wait. Oh, cool. Awesome. That's a good one. That's a good one. So Patty and I um, interviewed Chris Whitaker, and we fought over him then. We're going to fight over him now. <laughs> yeah. I'm so looking forward to All the Colors of the Dark. I I, I just it, I know. It I'm like, amazing. someone send that to me, please? Yes. Yes. But the other one I'm, I just got an early copy of that I, I haven't started yet, but I can't wait to, is the... Uh, the Gunkle Abroad by our favorite oh, yeah. Stephen yeah. So I can't wait to read that. that. Yeah. Um, Kathy and I had the pleasure of having dinner with Stephen in Palm Springs, and he's the best. And yep. I love the Gunkle, as we all did. And I can't. It's such a great concept, the Gunkle Abroad. Um, I'm going to name something super obvious. Um, Kristen Hannah's The Women. Um, it's worth I'm looking forward to. It is oh. so freaking good. I just know I'm going to dive into that book and not want to, and not want it to end. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that's a wrap. Wow. I think we might've set a record for longest show ever, but. Yes. um, (laughs) Sometimes holiday parties go like that. Yeah, exactly. I I didn't even get to the cheese ball. How about you guys? Yeah. (laughs) I don't have any champagne. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Well, over the next few weeks, as we eagerly await the new season of Friends in Fiction, we want to remind you to stay in touch on the Friends in Fiction Facebook page, Instagram feed, and email newsletter, all of which you can find at friendsinfiction.com. And I actually saw a question in the comments earlier from someone saying, how can they find the podcast? Um, You can find all of that information also on friendsinfiction.com. I'll show you. But also, when we say that we're doing video versions of the podcast, you can find those right here on Facebook and YouTube, just as you always have with our Wednesday night show. So if if this is where you're already watching us, you can still find us here. Yep. Good. That's exciting. Purple app on your phone. You just type in podcasts 
and it's that purple app. And then you type yeah. in friends and fiction. There you mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Um, okay, it's your line. Oh, <laughs> you missed any shows this year? I mean, I missed my cue, so maybe I don't know. Maybe you missed the shows. <laughs> Do not forget that you can find all of the back episodes of our web show on YouTube. The web show will be dark for a couple of weeks while we get our Holly on. <laughs> so now is the perfect time to get caught up. You can wrap up. Yes. Right. And I don't know how to get my Holly on. So that was a little visual for me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So we, I'm sounds thinking like, about it sounds that. painful. I don't want to put Holly yeah. on. It sounds like something I've never done before. Okay. We like do have drink. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. We're not comfortable about that. Okay. We do have three more podcast episodes releasing before the year's end. So make sure you're subscribed, watch, listen to them wherever you get your podcasts. Find info, hate to be repetitive, at friendsandfiction.com. But these three are so kids. good. They're really these, good. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah, and mark your calendars for Wednesday, January 3rd, to watch our first show of 2024 on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. And also Friday, January 5th, you can catch it on our podcast. On that first episode of the new year, MKA, Patty, Kristen, and I will spill the tea about our format changes and our amazing upcoming guest lineup that is so amazing. too good to be true. I yeah, think by the time you, you four tape that podcast interview, we will be able to talk about January, February, and March. So we'll, we'll have awesome. a dozen authors awesome. to tease you with. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be so That's great, awesome. honestly. It's epic. Yeah. It's yeah. epic. It is epic. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for speaking in for an hour and 20 minutes. Merry Christmas. Oh, and, Ma and Mary Alice is still here. Wait, bring, bring her back on real quick. Maybe if she's fine and say goodnight. Good oh, yeah. Merry okay. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, the gang's Thank all here. It was so much fun. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas everybody. everybody. All the good night. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.